And this is Sermunition Sunday, number 51. Meditations intended to equip the church militant for spiritual warfare. And I am the warrior priest, Donovan Riley. In the name of Jesus, amen. It is good from time to time to go back to square one. Get back to fundamentals. Do a church sobriety check. So then let's go back to the only question that matters to you. What makes a Christian, Christian? What is it that makes a Christian, a Christian? Simple answer, Jesus. His spirit, his word, his works. And how does he do it? He sends you a preacher to declare to you upon this, your confession, I as a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's it. That's what makes a Christian a Christian. But, but, but pastor, what about the Ten Commandments? What about them? God gave them to Moses for Israel, and you are not an Israelite. You, according to the scriptures, are a dog Gentile, so the commandments are not for you. They don't make you a Christian in any ways. Jesus died to fulfill the whole law. And as the Apostle Paul writes to the Roman Christians, faith in Christ is the fulfillment of the law. But, but, but pastor, what, what about living a certain kind of life or living a good life or living a moral life? Don't I have to live a certain way to be considered a Christian? No. The way you live may be a fruit of the Holy Spirit and His work in you, but you have no control over that. As the Apostle Paul writes, the Holy Spirit has mercy upon whom He has mercy. And so the way you choose to live is the way sinners have always chosen to live. Selfishly. Self-centeredly. In fact, there is nothing more damnable Nothing more damnable than someone choosing to act how they think a Christian should behave. Was Abraham acting like a Christian when he pimped out his wife twice to Pharaoh's? And yet scripture calls him a saint. Was Samson acting like a Christian when he killed thousands of Philistines with the jawbone of an ass because they upset him? But scripture calls him a saint. Was Peter acting like a Christian when he denied Jesus before and after his Savior's resurrection? And yet, he is called a saint. And what about you? What about you? At the last day, would you rather the Father judged you because of Jesus' works and those works for you? Or because you managed to lie your way through life acting like someone you are not? You are either baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of sins, or you are not. You either live by faith in what Jesus does for you, or you do not. How you talk, how you act, how you dress, how you carry yourself has no effect on that whatsoever. Rich or poor, short or tall, fat or thin, male or female, Jew or Gentile, all are the same in Jesus Christ. What's that? You didn't hear that. You didn't hear me? Let me repeat it. You are either baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of sin, or you are not. You either live by faith in what Jesus does for you, or you do not. 
How you talk, how you act, how you dress, how you carry yourself has no effect on that whatsoever. At least, that's what the Apostle writes to the Galatian Christians. But maybe you, maybe you who are managing to hold together a mess of a life, who hasn't cracked open the Bible in days or weeks or months or even decades, you who is not called by the living God to carry the burden of his word, maybe you know better than God's chosen preachers what makes a Christian a Christian. So if it's not about the commandments, and it's not about living a certain kind of life, and it is all about Jesus and what Jesus does for you when he sends you a preacher, then what is left for you to do? Because you know that's the question that matters the most to you. That's the question you're thinking now. What is left for you to do then, if it's all that Jesus does for you? Answer? Nothing. Absolutely nothing except to trust that what he promises to you and does for you is true. That's it. There never was anything for you to do to be a Christian, and there never will be. It is all done for you by the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You are baptized into Christ by the will of the Father through the work of the Holy Spirit. And so, Jesus Christ is preached to you, giving himself to you through the words of his preacher who is sent to you, and that is entirely his choice. His choice, not yours. You bring nothing with you that contributes to the preaching or the hearing of God's promise to you. You do not bring the right attitude or the right set of ears or even saying nice sermon pastor after the fact. You are dead in sin, according to the apostle. Dead. Sinner. You. So at best, all you can choose to do with God's promise to you is reject it because his words do not invite you to help him with what he is doing for you day by day. The body and blood of Jesus do not depend on your acceptance of them. The only altar call that you will ever hear at this church from this pastor is all is ready. Come and eat. Come and drink. Jesus now accepts you as his personal sinner and he forgives you. And on the last day, you will not do anything to climb out of your coffin. You will not be expected to say the right words when Jesus calls you out of the grave. You will not have to press your shirt, shine your shoes, or put on your Sunday best. Jesus will show up with clothes already in hand for you, clothes that you will wear in the resurrection that mark you as an honored guest of the Savior, because he chooses to seat you at his table. He chooses you. So again, what makes a Christian a Christian? Jesus died for your sin and was resurrected for your justification, which is just a fancy church word for he doesn't remember your selfishness anymore. He doesn't recall your sin to memory. But how do you know this is true? Because he sends you a preacher to declare it to you for the sake of faith because you are not even capable of having the right kind of faith. As the apostle writes, faith comes through hearing, and hearing through the word of God. And so you may have faith. You may believe some things. You may believe what you believe about God, and Jesus, and the church, and what it means to be a Christian. But without a preacher declaring the forgiveness of sin to you in Jesus' name, without baptism, without the body and blood of Christ given to you, you don't have true faith. You don't. 
You don't have the real Jesus Christ. You only have yourself. And that, that's not good because you are a bad theologian. In fact, that's why you think that what makes a Christian a Christian is obeying the law, doing your best, showing up to church every so often, and hoping that when you die, you go to heaven. Believe in God. Behave yourself. Belong to a church. That's not even Christian faith. That's the theology of every religion ever invented. It's just garden variety sin dressed up as godly worship and faith. There is only one thing, one person who makes you a Christian, and it is not you. It is Jesus Christ alone, through the work of the Holy Spirit, because the Father wants it. That is the only thing that translates sinners into Christ's kingdom. The Father wants you. So you are either a baptized sinner or you are not. You are either hearing God's preacher speak in the Spirit to you, or you do not have true faith. You are either at the Lord's Supper receiving the body and blood of Jesus for forgiveness, new life, and eternal salvation, or you are nothing. Because apart from Jesus Christ and Him for you, you have nothing. Not true faith, not the living God, not a Savior who died and rose for the sin of the world. You only have yourself, standing alone or with others who also delude themselves into thinking one can choose how to be a Christian apart from Christ and his preacher, and his gifts of salvation. And so, for those of you who have been called and gathered here by the Holy Spirit, let's confirm once and for all that you are, in fact, a Christian. As a called and ordained, as a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you say, Amen. Amen.